August 14, 1945. This photo was taken in New York's most famous landmark, Times Square. It shows a picture of a sailor kissing a nurse. And this photo became one of the most famous photos in human history, not because of the two people in it, but because of the occasion. This was the day that World War II had ended. And as the people celebrated in the streets that the war was over, this photo represents that victory, the victory that has been won by the free world. The war had finished. In our current situation, we all await the day. We all are waiting for the day that this coronavirus will be finished. And you can imagine that when the virus is finished, there will be photos to commemorate the end of this pandemic. We'll be able to go to the beach. We'll be able to go back to the gym. Not me. Other people will be able to go back to the gym. We'll be able to freely meet people again. But it's not just about going to the gym or going to the beach or meeting people. It's about freedom. It's about celebrating that the pandemic is finished. On Good Friday, we also commemorate a moment in history which some would argue the greatest moment in history. The death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In the Gospel of John that we've been studying over the last two and a half months, the author, John, one of Jesus' closest disciples, tells us a story about the life and death of Jesus. We see the amazing miracles that Jesus did. Healing people, walking on water, feeding thousands. But we also see this private, personable, relatable, humble leader that Jesus was in his final moments with his disciples. And we come now to the climax of the Gospel of John over this weekend, over Easter weekend, where we look at the death and resurrection of Jesus. Now today we're going to be in the passage, John chapter 19, verse 16 to 30. Verse 16 reads this, Finally, Pilate handed him over to them to be crucified. So the soldiers took charge of Jesus, carrying his own cross. He went out of the place of the skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. They crucified him and with him two others, one on each side and Jesus in the middle. Now, the death of Jesus wasn't just that he died. He was crucified. Crucifixion was a form of capital punishment, pretty much the death penalty that was only given to the worst of worst criminals. The criminal would be nailed naked to a wooden cross and would die earliest, maybe six hours, sometimes up to four days later, being in immense pain the whole time. The point of the crucifixion was that it was the most painful and most shameful way to die. Verse 19, 
Pilate had a notice prepared and fastened to the cross, and it read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this sign, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and the sign was written in Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. The chief priests of the law protested to Pilate, Do not write the King of the Jews, but that this man claimed to be the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers crucified Jesus, they took his clothes, dividing them into four shares, each uh, one for each of them, with the undergarment remaining. This garment was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. Let's not tear it, they said to one another. Let's decide by lot who will get it. This happened that the scripture might be fulfilled that said they divided my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. So this is what the soldiers did. Even as Jesus was hanging there, the Jewish leaders continued to shame him and the soldiers gambled with his cloak. See, what we need to understand is not only was Jesus in immense physical pain, but he was also immensely shamed in the way that he died. Let's continue the story in verse 25. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, his disciple took her into his home. Later, knowing that everything had now been finished, and so that scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of, a, of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. So finally, after six hours of hanging there on a cross, his final words of, it is finished, is recorded in the Gospel of John. It is finished. And the question that I want to look at this morning is the question of, what was it that finished? When Jesus said, it is finished, what was it that he was referring to? And we can see that there are three things that finished when Jesus died on the cross. Number one, Jesus' physical life is finished. The most obvious answer to this is that the life of Jesus was finished. After 33 years of being on earth, being a son, being a friend, being a leader, he gave up his last breath and died. Now, why is this important? Because it shows us the humanity of Jesus. Jesus was the Son of God, part of triune God, the Holy Trinity. But when he came to earth, he came fully as a man. And so just like all men and women, Jesus stopped breathing and he died. He died like every single one of us will die. 1 Timothy 2.5 reads, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. 
That's who Jesus was, fully God, but also fully man. Jesus' mission is finished. This is the second thing that finished at the death of Jesus. The second thing that was finished was the mission that Jesus was on. Verse 28, later knowing that everything had now been finished. Jesus had come to earth on a mission and now at his death, he knew that the job was done. John, 4, uh, John 17, 4 reads, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. What mission? What work? Luke chapter 19, verse 10, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. That was the mission. Thirdly, not only did Jesus' life finish, not only did Jesus' mission finish, but the payment of sin was finished. How did Jesus save the lost? He found them and he redeemed them. Another way to say it is that he ransomed them. Jesus uh, saved humanity. See, humans were slaves, slaves to sin. Sin was our owner and Jesus came to save us from those sins. Romans 6.23 begins with these words, For the wages of sin is death. Is death. Meaning that the price that we needed to pay for our sin was death. But when Jesus died on the cross, that payment was made. And that's why Romans uh, 6.23 will continue to read, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. Jesus, our Lord. We see this in, in multiple verses in Scripture. Ephesians 1.7 In Him, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. 1 Peter 1.18-19 For you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. And John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Jesus came to finish the mission, which was to seek and save the lost. And he did that by making the final payment for our sin. And that was his death. And when Jesus died on the cross and breathed those last words, it is finished. It's like the payment, the final payment on a loan that you had. And once the final payment has been made, you are now free from debt. Jesus' death signified that final payment had been made and that we are now fully redeemed and ransomed by Him who made that payment for us. There is nothing more that we need to do but to believe that Jesus died for our sin so that we may receive the freedom in full. See, friends, when that photo was taken in 1945, at the end of World War II, there would have been so much joy and so much celebration and excitement all around the world. 
because they felt that they had found true freedom. But since 1945, humanity continues to experience wars. It continues to experience battles all over the world. We experience terrorism, fear, political attacks. So can we really say that freedom was found? Can we really say that the war was over? We can't. In reality, it wasn't finished. And after this whole coronavirus era, just like those in 1945, we will line the streets and we will celebrate the end of the pandemic. We will sing and dance together with people. We will go and eat kebabs together on the beach till late night. All the extroverts will jump for joy while all the introverts will sigh as they have to come out again. We will celebrate that the pandemic is finished until the next one. Until the next illness. Until the next disease. Once again, in reality, it wasn't finished. But not with Jesus. This is what sets Jesus apart from everyone else. Because when Jesus said, it is finished, that was it. It's not like someone else had to come 2,000 years later and redo the work of Jesus. It's not like we now have a better opportunity to be right with God. No, when Jesus died on the cross, he took our sin and shame and he took it with him. And he paid that final payment of death. And that was it. Romans 6.10 The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Hebrews 10.12 But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sin, he sat down at the right hand of God. One sacrifice for our sins. He died once for all. It is finished. What this means is that when we put our faith in Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins, and not just sins of the past, but sins that you're committing even right now and sins that you will commit in the future. It means that there is nothing else we need to do to make our lives right with God. We don't need to make any more payments to God because Jesus has made those payments for us. It means that when we acknowledge Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, we're saying that Jesus has paid the price, the full price, the final price for my sin because he died for me. And now because of what Jesus has done on the cross, I am free from the slavery of sin. I am now free forever. 
Friends, Jesus didn't die on the cross to partially take away the problem of sin. When Jesus said, it is finished, that's exactly what it was. It was finished. Jesus didn't die on the cross to buy us some time to get our lives in check with God. He didn't buy us an extra few years so that we could start making good decisions about our lives. Jesus died saying that he would take the payment for past, present, and future sin. And he says that I have paid that penalty so that you don't have to. I have taken on that sin. I have taken on the punishment and I have died so you don't have to. So instead of living a life in slavery to sin, Jesus allows us to live and enjoy life in freedom, life to the fullest. We see that he says that in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Friends, do not put your hope, all your future, all your eternity in something that cannot guarantee anything. Let me say that again. Do not put your hope in something that cannot guarantee anything. But put your faith in Jesus, who not only saves us from our sin, but gives us eternal life. And we get to talk more about that on Sunday. Friends, Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. His life was finished. His ministry on earth was finished. His mission was finished. And the final payment for sin was now done. And he offers that to each and every one of us. He says, oh, you can have this. I'm giving this to you freely. You can have this freedom. And it's not like 10 years, 15, 20 years later that something else has to happen. No, no, this is once and for all. It's a one-time deal. And Jesus says, come and follow me. Believe in me. Trust in me. And I'll give you freedom. I'll give you eternal life. You don't have to suffer in slavery, but you get to enjoy life to the fullest. So friends, on this Good Friday, as we remember that Jesus died on the cross, let's remember those words. It is finished. It is finished. It is finished. Let's pray.